Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Stylishly Sustainable Podcast, a place where style and sustainability meet. My name is Monica Diaz, and I am your host and a sustainable style coach and consultant and owner of Monica Diaz Mode. I started this podcast to educate myself more and actually to educate others about sustainable fashion and a sustainable lifestyle. I will bring some tips and tricks on how to take those first steps, those baby steps towards sustainability to make it easy and lasting because it is those little steps, the baby steps that make a huge difference towards a more sustainable future. But my favorite part of this podcast is that I get to bring to you, to introduce to you brands that are leading the way towards sustainability and doing it with a lot of style. We get to hear their stories and where they are in their sustainable journey. Today, it is my pleasure to introduce to you Niti and Nancy, sisters and co-founders of Shorebags. Shorebags' mission is to produce functional and fashionable bags and accessories that reflect an active outdoor lifestyle or sustaining an ethical production environment which benefits communities and the environment. And like they like to say, sometimes a bag is just a bag, but they believe that a bag can also be a reflection of how you view the world. Their bags and accessories are not only beautiful and functional, but promote sustainable living for ourselves and the earth. Their eco-friendly bags are made of 100% heavy-duty cotton canvas, which includes cotton from post-industrial waste. Aside from being 100% biodegradable, their bags are meant to be used every day for every purpose, thus promoting elimination of plastic use and reducing its impact on our environment. Having their family factory gives them the ability to responsibly source raw materials and employ who they feel need to be empowered. By supporting Shorebags, you are supporting transparent and fair supply chains and manufacturing practices. Their bags withstand tough wear and tear and last through years of rugged use. So wherever the day takes you, you can count on Shorebags to make you feel good, look good, and do good. Now that you know a little bit about Shorebags, let's get this conversation started. Hi everyone, so here we are. Today we are with, and I'm gonna pronounce this correctly, Mansi and Nidhi from right. <laughs> uh, Shore Bags. Ladies, welcome to the Style Stylishly Sustainable podcast. And I, first of all, love your bags. I want everyone to know that I am already a fan of yours and have already been wearing these bags and love them very much. But I want you ladies to tell us your story. For sure. No, thanks for having us, Monica. Um, so yeah, so Nidhi and I were sisters. Um, we started Shore Bags in 2015. Um, and really, we're not new to the industry. Um, we've been in this industry for 20 plus years. Um, we credit our dad for that. Um, he started his business back in the 90s. Um, and he started it with really um, his idea of, you know, it was lightweight cotton canvas bags for the promo industry. Mm -hmm. um, and so he worked really hard for more than two decades to build, you know, a back end infrastructure, which we use to this day, um, where he built his own factory, uh, manufacturing factory. So, mm -hmm. you know, in an aspect to control the products and the materials you bring in and things like that. Um, so, you know, he's, he's worked really hard for that. And that is a huge plus for us. Um, we're really lucky to have that back in infrastructure to use and utilize and make our bags the way they are now, um, and control everything on that end. Right. So, um, and if you fast forward to now, I mean, now we're making heavyweight cotton canvas bags, retail friendly, something we want everybody to have access to as especially sustainability becoming more center of everyone's world. Um, so yeah, so that's where we are now. Um, and yeah. Yeah. yeah, and actually I was just gonna say, I'm like this whole having the backend infrastructure was uh, a lot more than valuable than we realized, right? Because we right. grew up with that and we just thought that's how it works. Everybody mm -hmm. makes what they sell and they all have their factories and control everything, but that's not the case. And yeah. um, right. we, real we realized that more and more as we got 
older. And then as we put a step our um, toes into this uh, business world, we realized that most people actually have a lot of vendors. There's so much supply chain. There's absolutely no control over who's ultimately making your product. Right. Uh, and that was very special to us. I'm like, you know, for us to have that already and then to be able to give back to that. And that's something we've uh, done. So continue building on our capabilities in that factory. Um, hiring only the people that we want, um, and that means no child labor of any kind. Uh, putting uh, women front and center so often in you know developing countries that's not the case. So we really kind of got to solve multiple problems with just having that one big piece and um, kind of spearhead us into um, a space that most businesses get to maybe five, ten years into the business. We kind of started with that, and we really are we're really lucky for that. And ladies, where's the uh, the factory based out of? So the factory is, yes, in New Delhi, India. That's where um, it's um, that's where we make and manufacture the, ma- the bags. But here in uh, on shore, we have a warehouse in Northwest Indiana, right outside of Chicago, where we actually ship our bags from. And then anything on shore, we also customize for our clients. So monograms, print options for our, you know, um, wholesale clients. We right. do all of that on shore as well. Okay. Now, here's a question that I um, I want you to answer because I remember you telling us the story. When did the name Shore Brands happen? Why did you choose Shore Brand Bags? Shore Bags, yeah. So, um, well, so l- let me start by going back in some time. Um, so, what, what we, I like I mentioned, my dad started his company back in the '90s. So we were in India at that point. So me and Nidhi are born in India. We grew up there. Um, we moved to the states in um, the late 90s, but we were living in Bombay or Mumbai now, um, India, and that is an island city. So we've been by the ocean. Our childhood days are just, you know, growing up by the beach, sandy beaches and all those types of things. And we moved to the America, to Indiana, ironically, um, there was nothing, it was obviously a huge change for us. There was nothing familiar. Um, everything was entirely different. Right. Um, but the thing that brought us home away from home was really the water, the lake, because we had the lake right there. So it kind of has brought us back to those childhood memories and things like that. So we really thought it was fitting to keep it shore bags since we've been by the shore so much and the bags have been traveling with us. Um, So that's kind of, yeah, that's what we thought it was a great name and kept it that way. It's such a great name. And I think it's a great name when you hear the story. And I think that's what what the whole thing about you know, um, stylishly sustainable about is actually to hear the stories of, of how things happen, because sure. that's, what, that's what makes us connect, right? Yeah. Now, at what point did you ladies decide um, that you were going to, the two of you as sisters, b- do your own, you know, variation of bags, different than what your father was doing? You know, when did you think, the two of you wanted to do this? Did it start by one bag or did it start as an idea? How did it start? Um, I think it was an idea. Um, our dad actually, the year we started Shore Bags, our dad retired. Um, so uh-huh. that's that's the year he sold his business. That's when he actually was like, okay, I'm at a point where I just want to, you know, golf all day. I don't want to work anymore, which we were like, <laughs> yep, that sounds great. Um, so You're like, I'm at of, that point. <laughs> yeah, like, right. Really? Like, can I take early retirement? Um, <laughs> But um, no, so it was kind of a pivoting point for us where we're like, you know, if, if we want this, then this is the time we have still control, we have access to everything. Because once he was to sell it, it was, you know, then it would be like any other person going to an outside factory to do it. That's so, right. um, so we really wanted to keep that connection intact. So it just kind of time wise, we just, uh, it started as a side hustle and it's still, Mansi's still, uh, you know, <laughs> onboarding with us full time because it's, it's hard to do a business full time. So for a long time, I had to, you know, I had another full time job and just this right. year um, went full time with the business. So our goal is to um, grow in a, in a fashion that was, you know, responsible. And that's why we took these small steps, but it was very, you know, that was the kind of the decision maker where it was, you know, yeah. either take it in or let it go. And we just decided that we wanted to hold on to it. And I think, yeah. and it was obviously the idea of it, like we grew up so much around it. It was all around us, but when right. we really looked into it, research, we're like, you know, people like, like, this is what people want or things that will last you forever and for generations. And we're all about, you know, eco-friendly and, 
trying to sustain things in our lives. So we say, why not? We have this, let's just pivot it and let's go for it kind of thing. I know Nidhi was very determined. She's like, we're not selling this company. (laughs) She's right. She has, you know, there's a reason why we have this. um, That's right. So yeah, so that's kind of those two things kind of brought it together. You know, I think what something you just said, Nancy, is brings it back home, which is you brought sustainability to your company because it was your lifestyle. So it was really something that you believed in. And you yes. were like, if we're moving forward, we're going to make sure that it becomes even more a reflection of us. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's a great point, actually, because, you know, in the 90s, when dad was um, doing this, there was not eco-friendly wasn't a thing. I mean, people oh, no. cared about it, but it wasn't like how it is now. And yeah. so for us, it was always a bug. It was always something that was around us. We were always, you know, we always heard our dad talking about it. Like, hey, do you really need to go with that plastic here? I'll give you a little bit expensive, but still on the cheap end option, that's good, right? It's better right. for your customers, better yeah. for the environment. So it was just something that was really natural to us. And it was when it, everybody started talking about it, we were like, what? They're just finally getting with it, right? So um, it was just, yeah. again, a natural kind of a transition. You know, it's funny because I, uh, uh, on my previous interview, I was um, telling someone how I had, you know, my background is textiles. And many, many years ago, one of the textiles that, we designed was actually something that had um, recycled plastic as the polyester part of it. And nobody was really going for it. I thought it was great. I was like super duper excited about this (laughs) here. Oh my God. I was like, I can't believe that this is so interesting. I love this. And nobody was going for this. Right. And it was just like you said, uh, Niti, it was a little bit more expensive and everybody thought, why am I going to pay more for this? Yeah. You know, I don't want to. So talk to us a little bit about that, about the cost of being sustainable and why sometimes people are like, why am I paying more for this? It's, you know, it's refurbished or it's this. What is it that makes that worth the cost? Um, um, Actually, I know both of us have a lot to say, but I'll I'll start off with that. Um, You know, in general, I mean, I think for us, it's a bigger challenge because once you get into the higher end designer bags, I think it's it's easier for them to justify high prices, right? Like Absolutely. You can charge you a thousand dollars for a tote and you buy it because you're like, well, it's, I know. Uh, but for a smaller company, it's a really large hill to climb that to give you that confidence in the quality and to yes. really... For you to put that, I am going to put an $80, you know, I'm going to put $80 behind this bag because I believe in this company. Mm -hmm. Um, But ultimately, like you said, there's a price that we pay. um, Actually, Canvas contains 30% recycled content. And that's all Canvas, not just Shorebacks Canvas. I would like to say that, but actually all across (laughs) the board. Um, Canvas is made with when you have, when you in the cotton mill and there's um, a lot of uh, tray and lint that comes out. That's right. Usually when, for the textile that instead of getting dumped, we actually use that as one of the raw materials. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, so that's the essential quality. And once you get though, beyond that, which mills are you working with? Are they using the higher standards? And this became more and more apparent for for us, I mean, we were actually just got on QVC and they have product testing requirements that are way beyond what actually we knew when we were signing up with them. Oh, yes. um, yeah. Right. And, and for us, <laughs> I know was, that story. It was, so, <laughs> it was so good to know that what we are actually saying, we are actually producing because yes. more often than not, people don't test well and the dyes used are cheap quality and the material is actually got polyester in it, even if it says it's cotton canvas. That's so right. to keep that whole cycle clean costs money. Everybody mm-hmm. charges a premium for a good, well-made product. So a lot of the cost comes from there. And then the whole sustainability, the product is one piece, but what is the impact of the product on who's making it and right. who's using it, right? Um, so let's start with what we can control, which is what who's making it. So when we hire our employees, they're not going to be just someone who's going to come in for a couple months or a few weeks and then we go to the next person who's available because they're cheaper labor. We go for people who we see are sustainable workers over time. They will move up the product chain as far as, you know, now they can move to quality check versus now they're just doing, you know, fabric uh, procurement, et cetera. So to be able to move through those, we have to pay these workers so that they come back to us and they are happily employed there. So that again, costs money. Mm -hmm. Um, Packaging costs money. Good packaging costs money. So it's, 
all of that adds to the price of the bag. So the good thing is our product, when you get it in your hand and Monica, you've used it, you I love feel it. like you it's know. a substantial product. It's yes. not something that's a cheap toe that you're just, oh, I'm going to pay more because it's going to go somewhere else. The product is still the core of it, uh, but there's a lot of extra frill that comes that builds into that sustainability model that we really want to make sure it stays with the product. Yeah. Nancy, did you want to add something to this? I mean, basically one of these said, I mean, I just, I think the workers and it's also pretty important um, using, you know, keeping them around costs money and making sure it's the environment they're working in is also huge for us. Our factory is like probably one of the best the workers I worked in, which is why they don't leave. Right. Um, the conditions are amazing. Um, we treat them with respect. You know, there's a lot of things that go into that where the fast fashion world does not do and people don't really see that. Right. And that's kind of what we're trying to bring to light is, hey, this is what the differentiation is between you buying at a fast fashion store versus ours. And, you know, that is, a, I think, a key differentiator as well. I mean, the, the fabrics and everything that's something that, obviously sourcing it and making it the right way using like not such chemical dyes and things like that okay. also kind of come into play. Um, but that worker end and the people factor is a big one for us. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love that. You know, it's funny because again, I, I mean, you ladies were there when the thought of stylishly sustainable came about and I'm so happy to have you here today. Um, and it is because of the stories and and what these what you guys as brands bring to the table as sustainable right. brands and how mm -hmm. you don't really get you know mm -hmm. advertising dollars you don't get right. you know any of this and people just you know they'll see a shore bag they're like great oh but look there's another bag that you know they know the name of but mm -hmm. There's no platform that really gives you that voice to tell these stories for the people to really see, hey, there's a lot of really great love and design that goes into this. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And this is what so I want to support. Because besides the fact that you really do have a beautiful product, Thank you know, you. and let's talk about that product for a little bit. Number one, do you remember what your first bag was? I think, you know... I think it was a boat bag, wasn't uh, yeah. it? The yeah. Classic old boat bag, right? That's like, why we call it the classic. That's yeah. where it all started. It was yeah. this was dad's one of dad's, you know, designs. This is what you uh picture as the quintessential boat bag, yeah. the LLB. Right. Um, yeah, but obviously ours are what I remember about it is when we looked at it and we were like, well, how do we make it better? what's missing from it, right? So I remember very specific, I'm like, well, it's too light. So let's up the 20 ounce, let's add a zipper. All of our have special pockets. So just building on an existing product that was already in dad's line, that was exciting and kind of um, an opener into what we're gonna be doing. It's just kind of pushing his boundaries, right? Because yeah. he's like, oh, I don't have machines to do that kind of, uh, right. you know, heavyweight yeah, canvas. Totally we're like, well, game. time to upgrade. <laughs> so, yeah. Tell us about the pockets that are in that uh, bag, because that's really, I love those pockets in there. Yeah, so, so I mean, so we have pockets on the outside, inside pockets, the 360, that's something unique to us, I believe, unless it's out there already now, but. Not that uh, I've seen, but, no. Yeah, I mean, so they're, they're, it's cute because it matches the trim color on the outside, and then those are the pockets inside, and they're flexible pockets, they're not just one size all, they have, you know, one of them has a snap on it, so you can stretch it a little bit further, and then you can snap it back, so it kind of remains a pocket, so we kind of thought through those small things, and kind of elevated the bag that way and we don't want to put too many pockets that are in the way either because a lot of times people use these as you know let's grab everything put it in there and go so we don't want right. that to become a deterrent in the way of people putting things in so we have to kind of think through where we put that but um yeah that pocket is a big huge winner for people they're like oh my god there's pockets inside like that I know it's I practical know. it's useful you know right. that's where we are at right when we design our products those are the two things we think about as one of all first thing is is it biodegradable, mm -hmm. right? And then the second thing is design of it. Um, mm -hmm. Is it useful? Is it beautiful? Or does people want to take it and use it for generations to come? Those mm -hmm. are the two main points that we think through. So definitely thinking through those, that pocket thing came up. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one of the things that we spoke about too, and I spoke um, to other guests as well, is the fact that People today seem to be very harsh on um, sustainable brands. 
And sometimes they're not as harsh on known brands. Oh yeah. But a new brand that's coming in has to be perfect. They have to be, everything has to be perfect. And perfection, we have not reached perfection and sustainability yet. Mm-mm. So right. one of the things that I um, encourage everyone here is that every one of the brands that we see are, that I bring in at least, are people that I feel are um, stylish, okay, that I love, and that I love the quality of what they're doing, but they're not perfect because I'm not perfect and because nothing out there is perfect right now, right. but we're getting towards that, mm-hmm. that road. What do you think is impeding us from really going into what could be 100% sustainable? A, I guess a perfect right. sustainability uh, world in fashion. You know, um, I think it has to, it starts with the consumer. I think the consumer mm. has to ask that question. I think the consumer has to um, go beyond, you know, when you walk into, and I don't want to bad mouth Target, but I'm just going to use it as an example. When as you an walk example, into Target right. And, and they say $5 t-shirts, green, eco-friendly t-shirts. You have to ask, well, for who? who, who right. Who's the, I mean, what is the price that we're paying? So unless the customer's, themselves stop in their tracks and say, yeah. no, actually it's not possible to make right. a t-shirt for $5 and still make the lives of people who are making it better. It's just not possible to do that. There's something, somebody's missing out on the process. Um, so the more and more we hold bigger brands accountable, um, I think that's going to set the tone for the smaller brands. Because I think as a small brand, we try to hit every box. We're like, okay, I agree. you know what? We don't want to hit any uh, questionable um, yeah. matrices where you're like, well, what about this? So we try to be as transparent as possible. Big brands don't have to do that. They have right. a lot of layers, a lot of departments, and it's just that way, right? So there's a whole sustainability department for someone. Well, for us, there's one thing. It's just everything lives together. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, I think it has to go with consumer behavior and that what the small brands, in my opinion, can do is educate. I think what you can do is tell people what you're doing, blog about it, write about it, just like your platforms like this. Mm -hmm. Um, So people get to hear and then they relate more and more. So I think that's kind of really stops it, right? Yeah. And I don't know if this is something we control, but even like, you know, all those companies, the shipping companies and things like that, using them getting better at not monopolizing on situations and mm-hmm. causing, you know, because ultimately the cost goes up when it goes up for us. And right. that creates less accessibility to people on those small brands that have to charge more to stay in business and keep mm-hmm. the lights on. So obviously there are big players. We don't know where it's going to go with the way situations are with logistics and everything like that too. But if we, you know, see more changes there, um, that can help us be more accessible for people and not such an expensive product and things like that. But that's just another angle to look at. Yeah. And I think the other thing that is happening that needs to change is to be for there to be actual set rules that people can follow because Mm -hmm. right now there aren't any really. Very good point. Yeah, it's true. And right. we both really... wash all the time, right? Like those big. Oh, the greenwashing is like insane. And, yeah, mm-hmm. and we're here, like being like, no, we have to speak the truth, right? Like, so, <laughs> right. And, and for those that don't know, because of that, right? Yeah, but we, that's our belief, and we're because we're small, we really truly have to stick to that because that's our character. Um, but yeah, that's all over the place. Greenwashing. I mean. Yeah. And for people that don't know, greenwashing is really when brands say that they are green, yeah. but they really aren't. It's like a surface kind of thing. Yeah. It's a marketing, it's a marketing strategy. <laughs> well, it's like, no, when McDonald's said it was chicken and it wasn't chicken. Exactly. <laughs> we don't know how they did it, but whatever they did, it worked. But they did. <laughs> exactly. Right. You know, and again, here's another point that I that I made as well, and I always compare you know, um, sustainability in fashion to the way that we started eating organic foods. You know, yeah. everything happens one step at a time. There were no regulations before. Nobody was know what was going on with the farmers. Nobody knew that there was no chicken and the chicken McNuggets. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. <laughs> things like this start <laughs> happening. <laughs> yes. And because people start being aware, it's like, wait a second you know, it's my body. I, I want to eat healthier. I'm getting sick because of this. And, and it was really all of the chefs that started putting together these restaurants that made it look 
beautiful and and you know they did this beautiful food and I think today we're heading hopefully I see it as heading in that direction where now you know caring being like that big brand that is actually bringing sustainable sustainability to their big designer names you know and really putting money behind this is going to help the smaller brands as well you know, yeah. hopefully, you know, I, I, I believe that, but I also believe that, um, that the small brands are really what's moving it forward. Yeah. yeah thank you. Because yeah. it, it takes, it takes a lot of work. And I mean, even if, even if you just think of something like as, as a blog that we write, right. I mean, we know that we're not having hundreds or even thousands of users reading it, but we just do it because when, we look back and we look at what the company we've created, we want to have consistent values that go yeah. with, and it keeps us in check. It makes sure that's hey, right. we put that out yeah. there. We need to make sure we stick with it. So um, yeah, and I, I agree. I think that it's heading in the right direction, but again, I think the onus needs to be on the consumer. Again, I think yes. that depending on these big brands to educate us, again, you're gonna get another skewed version of what they're offering as opposed to, well, what do you need to be questioning as you know a buyer of these products? So, uh, but yeah, I think it's time and I'm, I'm so happy to see the movement uh, more and more in that direction. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I think the same thing, you know, creating this podcast was the same for me. It was about, I don't know how many people are going to listen, but I, I want people to get educated. I want myself to be more educated and I want to share. I like to share things that I love right. with other people, you right. know, right. and I think remembering, you know, New York many, many years ago, when people used to go downtown to the village, to Soho, to the very small designers that were really moving yeah. trends forward. You know, it was these really small designers yeah. that were making that movement going forward. And mm-hmm. that to me is what the sustainability market feels like now. It feels like those artists that just are starting this movement into towards what the future of fashion really needs to be. For sure. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about style. Let's talk a little bit about the the new designs that are happening in shore bags. Tell me a little bit about um, what are the new bags like and, you know, who do you see as your customer? Yeah. So, I mean, what we are working on right now to come out in spring is just to have not just tote bags and boat bags and things like that, but to have like a backpack. Um, that's mm-hmm. one, one of our lists big time. Um, and we want people, younger age folks to be able to really tar- target those folks to mm-hmm. use that as an everyday item. Mm-hmm. So things like backpacks, belt pack is one of them that we're truly working on. Hopefully we come out with something cool and interesting there. Um, and things like that. So th- those are, I think more everyday, again, back to useful things you can take with you everywhere some things more like that like laptop sleeve is also something that's on our mind that's a great one yeah a backpack and those things you can also like you know monogram on and things and make it truly your own which is Mm -hmm. great um, Mm -hmm. and gives you a lot of space in that area yeah yeah I agree and I I think one thing that Monty you were going there is with the monogram is um, Mm -hmm. what we are trying to do is create products that you not only buy for yourself and for someone you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that one way to do that is to monogram things, which is another push that we're seeing really um, from you know customers asking for that personalized experience. They wanna, they want to know what's truly theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of adds that whole um, lifetime value type of aspect to it, right? Because you if once you label it, it's kind of yours and you're gonna keep it. So yeah. Um, so everything we design, we kind of be like, is this a good gifting item as well? Is this something you would want to give your mom, your sister, right? So that's always, again, um, as we think through next year's products, that's on top of our mind. Um, and people are going more and more hands-free too. They don't want to have to hold things, yeah, you know? There's, totally. that's- so that's why we went more and more towards the backpack and the belt pack. So yeah. people get to... And adding like, hands. you know, adding our details, like just thinking through it, like adding those leather details, if we want, um, not so much too much colorful things going on. We still want to keep to our brand. We still want to keep it, um, simple and neutral, right. but you know, we have played around with some colors too, to make it some fun colors, like for our bag, like our wine totes as an example. So right. things like that, um, 
yeah, so a bit of color, maybe, um, but definitely more hands-free accessible bags that people like our age group and younger can carry and feel great about carrying. Um, right. Maybe, and I always think about, well, I need a bag for this, but I'm not going to buy it until I have a short bag for it kind of thing. Right. So I, can't buy I love that bag. idea. Right. Oh, you know, so that's kind of where we start off. And then we start thinking about more designs and yeah. And we're also engaging users on social media to say, hey, would you guys like a bag like this? So folks on here, if you see it, please, please um, give your input because that helps, right? Coming from yeah. the source. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I loved I loved your um, camouflage bag. I thought that was a great bag. Yeah. You know, that was a really great design, everything else. Yeah. I mean, the bags that I have are surprisingly flexible to so much. Okay. I just, exactly, yeah. you know, I took it on my weekend, you know, um, to the Hamptons and I ended up wearing that bag for everything. It held everything in there. I, I could put exactly. anything in there, you know, and I was like, wait, there's more, there's more. It's like, oh, my milk, <laughs> Mary Poppins so bag. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I carry a lot of stuff. <laughs> uh, so it was really, no, really That's great. the same with us. We're moms. We have, maybe as a toddler, mine's getting to that age. And so we need bags that are flexible, right? Like it just yeah, just can't carry your designer bag and put all the stuff in there. Um, we need something that's just, it's just has, you can carry for multiple reasons and multiple things that you're doing in a day. So, right. yeah. And it ended up that I gifted um, the, the wine bags that I got, you know, where I went, like, instead of just doing it as a wine and that's it, I put it in the bag and I thought, you know, this is just, they go to the beach and I think it's a great way of putting something together. And then of course the big, um oh god what's the name of the the, the big bag that I have uh the That's tall cool. one. Oh, the bizarre tote the bizarre tote the bizarre That's tote. one of my favorites yeah oh that bag is such a hit and then all of a sudden I see it <laughs> on HGTV I told you I was watching oh, yeah. on the coast Christina. and I'm like wait oh, yeah. a bag. that's a Christina short bag <laughs> Christina loves our bags actually she got her staff will come in and buy it from us a couple of times we've actually reached yeah. out to her Christina if you're listening we'd love to do it that's <laughs> we'd right. love to do it like exactly I'm like Christina if you're listening do it because let me tell you that I had not, I had not seen this episode before. My best friend is actually an interior designer and he looked at the bag and he was like, Oh my God, I want this bag. I want this bag. I can carry all my samples in here. And all of a sudden I'm like, look at this. This is exactly so to any interior yeah. designers. Let me tell you, this is the bag for you to yeah. any fashion person. When you're carrying all those swatches and everything else, this is a great bag. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I just, I, I love that. And I love the fact that we can, you know, just design it differently and do different things. And um, ladies, let me think of anything else that you want to say um, to the audience now. Um, well, I mean, obviously you kind of heard our story. Um, yes. I think, you know, engaging with brands like us, sustainability, being sustainable in your in the fashion industry does not mean boring. Um, it means actually um, it's a conversation starter, right? Yes. It's not just about the product. It's about what goes beyond, like what right. is this brand about? Um, you know, so I think it's something like back to Denise's point, the consumer has to shift their mindset. They have to think through, you know, am I, look, what is the purchase for? And for us, like, you know, sustainability goes beyond the product, but also something, can I use this for long-term? And that's kind of the brand we are. We make products that are useful. Like you said, Monica, in all different directions, you can use it. Somebody can use it as a diaper bag. Somebody can use it as their everyday purse, like so many different ways, mm -hmm. right? So yeah. we're a brand that, focuses in the usability, the beautiful looking bag, um, something that's classic, aesthetically pleasing, and it's eco-friendly. So it's something that you feel good about carrying, you could tell people about. And it, that carries along, goes a long way more than just buying like a shirt from Target, since we already use Target, something <laughs> like that, right? Like, so, and it's, it's a small, it's a family run business and we're always gonna keep to our core values. That's something that you can count on the small businesses for too. Talking about, how sustainability, a lot of people think it's boring. And you guys are saying, no, it doesn't have to be boring. We're doing all of these different things that are not boring. What's a trend that you see? Like, I just noticed that you said that you were going towards backpacks or, you know, something. What's, a, what's one of those trends that you see that you're like, 
I want to move my company or shore bags towards that direction because I see it being really a big trend that we that we want to embrace. Um, so are you talking about like from a style perspective or from a style perspective? Oh, if you have a sustainable perspective as well, I'd like to hear that. <laughs> um, I mean, I think that we're very far from there, but I'll take the sustainable and Mansi, you can take the style. Um, yeah. I, I think um, even though we're clean, uh, as clean as we can be right now, I think there's always better that we can do. And I think organic is the next thing to be in when it comes to really truly being clean. Right. Um, so for us, that's where we would want to head to. And, and I know we're exploring some initial designs because organic cotton is substantially more expensive, especially right now with everybody wanting it. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it definitely adds price to the uh, to the bag, but it also is a much cleaner product. So right. that's one trend that I think that if we can get ahead of um, sometime in the next 12 to 18 months, I think we'll be you know, beating the curve on uh, on that from a mainstream standpoint. Hmm. Yeah, and then when it goes to style trends, so we don't really care about those trends. <laughs> okay, that's perfectly we, good. That's because, fine. Okay, yeah, I mean, that's because we have a bad, we, again, like I said, we want it to be for generations to come. So if it's something, and, and really when we create our bags, it's for multi-use purposes. So mm -hmm. it can't really only fit a trend because we want it to be used for multiple ways and uses like the belt pack I talk about. Um, that's, and that's a trend now, but it's been around for ages and it that's, has. it's really some, it's a travel like companion yeah. more than a purse. I, for us, we always, we love those things. You could just, as you said, we're moms, we don't want things dangling around. Right. So for that, you know, we're creating a design that's going to hopefully be a belt bag and also a crossbody bag, multiple uses, right? For right. people, not just traveling, but anywhere. So we don't follow too much trends. Of course, some trends will pick up and be like, oh, that's a cool design that they came up with. And maybe we can try to incorporate that. But in terms of a product trend, um, we really go back to our core. Anytime we design things with our small team that we have, we're like, okay, like, can all of us use this? Um, is this something that's going to be used for years to come and mm -hmm. can it be passed down? Can any age really use it too? That's another thing too. Obviously the bigger bags, smaller kids can't, but then some things they can like our mini right. bags that we have. Right. So that's kind of where we're at in terms of style and trend. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that because the other thing that I remember that you guys had and tell me where you are at this are the little doggy bags that you have the, oh, the doggy carriers. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we're actually, we're working to redesign that right now. I think we have seen there's lots of improvements we can make in it. So right now where we just got what we have, I don't, I don't know if we have any stock even anymore because people loved it so much in New York now. It was just um, really cute. <laughs> yeah, we love that bag. So, but we're like, you know, we can make it better. So we're okay. in the process of redesigning it and then we're going to release it once it's really a better bag. And we do that constantly with our designs. We don't just go to create a new bag. We go back and we may discontinue it because we're like, we created a better bag, a better version of this bag. Um, so you will see things like that changing. If you follow our brand, we'll add pockets in certain bags, like in the mini box totes and things like that, because we find that, oh, as we're using it, we need these things in it. And then we'll mm -hmm. literally go back into the design and rechange that up. So yeah, that's our, that's. And again, that's design. the beauty yeah. of being a, you know, a small brand, right. Mm -hmm. That you can do things like this. And I think people should also understand that, that it isn't always about bringing in a new everything every yeah, season every so maybe it's time. about a tweak to something that you have yeah. that now yeah. is going to make it a little bit different you know yeah and, and whether that's bags being like you know pretty classic um that's why we don't do too many prints and too many right. crazy things because we wanted to work for everybody um and so yeah exactly and now what do you see um we spoke a little bit about this you know the future of fashion you know the, the way that that fashion is going, but is there anything that you see um, that you feel passionate about where the future is going, you know, where we'd like it to go? Absolutely. But where do you see that it's actually headed? Well, I mean, I think that, um, I think that conscious consumer thing, I think that that's where we're headed. I think that, uh, and I, and we see it now, I think when we get people calling, even if it's a wholesaler calling to find out more about, can I carry your bags? They, they're asking the questions mm. that 
we're like, oh, wow, they care about that. Hey, where are your bags made? Okay, do you make them? Um, or, and you know, we, we even have our little tags on every one of our bags. We put our hang tag and we also wrap our bags in this um, tissue that goes to protect the bag because we don't ship in plastic. Um, so that has a little messaging. And we now have people who come back and say, I love that message. It really makes me feel good that I bought that bag for that reason. So that to me is something different. We had, we didn't hear that before. Um, that's right. And I think, and I think that's becoming more and more, um, something that people are asking for. that makes us really happy because that's what we've always been about. So. Yeah, and people caring about this movement um, mm-hmm. more than ever, and obviously that goes with everything happening in the world right now. But um, that's truly awesome to see people invest in a product like ours because then you know we're heading in the right way. Like we saw at one of the shows we were at, we just saw some random person carrying our shore bag, and we stopped her and we're like, "That's our bag!" Like that was a super exciting moment. But isn't it? That is, event, you know, like we invested her money into our bag, and it's great quality. But that's something you wouldn't, you know, before you wouldn't just randomly see someone walking around with our bags. So that was awesome. That means our words getting out there. People are actually thinking about what they're purchasing, yeah. um, and that's that's a really great thing to see, honestly. Yeah, I think there's a couple of things that you ladies said that actually um, is so interesting when we spoke, when, you know, you mentioned the future of fashion, one of them was um, consumer um, awareness. You know, the fact that it is the consumer that is being more aware that we are educating, you know, the consumer to ask these questions. And then number two is packaging, right? And Mm -hmm. how we are now, because we are shipping directly to the customer so much now that it's not all about a, a freestanding retail shop, but that it is direct to consumer, that the consumer feels this connection with the brand, even in that whole packaging, you know, mm-hmm. um, part of, of yeah. your business, you know, sure. right. That, yeah. that is so important to us now. It is. And I think that it really gives us the opportunity to once again, make that connection and be like, you this is a good buy. Like you, you did yeah. good it's by doing right. this, right? So, um, and actually, and one point that we didn't go to, and I think I might be going in a different direction, but I think it's important to okay. mention this because we hear this too. Um, you're like, oh, are your bags made in the USA? Okay, well, you know, maybe that's not, there are some people who feel very passionately about, I want made in USA bags. Right. I want, for, for them, the shop local movement means I need to go in my neighborhood. And that's totally great. And I think that's understandable. Yeah. Um, but something that if I don't put this in this light, I think that's a uh, point I will always lose. But because shop local to us means wherever you are, are you making the most impact there locally, right? Mm-hmm. So even though we are offshore, where we are, we have a very wide um focus there to make sure we have an impact on our local um, vendors, on our local employees, everybody that comes in touch with our company, we want them to have a positive experience. Not only that, that they are on the sustainability path with us. So that itself goes beyond just where you are in which part of the world. I think just how global we are, it needs to be more about, are you local where you are? Are you having a positive impact wherever you are? So that's just one thing that I wanted to mention because we're not made in USA, but we are made in India and we're made with a lot of heart and love. And that's, you know, it's not just a factory pumping out hundreds and thousands of bags. Because there could be someone here in the USA that's not making them to standard as well. Right. I think, I think the whole thing is how is that factory producing? And of course, Again, how is it being shipped? There's so many things. And so that's the part that, that, this is the part where I have to say, again, be patient with small brands because it is way too much if you insist that they are better than than, everything. You know, if, if you're like, well, you've got to be all of this that, you know, someone that is already that, that, that even then, then a gap, you know what I'm saying? It's like, they don't right. expect that from gap, you know, right. And that exactly. becomes so like, wait, someone's got yeah. all this money and you're okay with this, but you are insisting that someone that just started is perfect because or else perfect. you're not going to, you know, and that to me becomes like the problem. And I think people need to understand, Hey, there's a lot, there's a lot that goes yeah. with this. 
Yeah. And as a small business owner, I can tell you, we know that we're not perfect and there's nothing better for a customer to come in with an open mind and be like, Hey, I really like this, but you know, if you did this, it would make it better. We get that. I guess that's a totally different story. Yeah. So I think there's also like, there's a power of the consumer with these smaller brands that we will actually listen. Your email will probably come into one of our inboxes. It's not going to go to some customer service rep who's going to direct to some supervisor. So if, if you really want to make an impact, the best way is to support brands and then tell them what you want to see. And more than likely, they'll right. do it because they, they care about you. They care about you. That's right. They're designing yeah. it for you. You are the yeah. person that they're listening to. And sometimes you kind of forget that, oh my God, I should have done that. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, we didn't think about right. that. You know, we didn't yeah. think about it because there's so many other things that you think about that all of a sudden, right. like, hmm, that's a, that's a good question. That's a good question. <laughs> Great point. I'm going to do this. <laughs> no, I love that. I think that's great. And then let's, ladies, if there's anything else, let me know that, that you want to cover. Um, but for now, let's end it with what does being stylishly sustainable mean to you? For sure. Um, so for me, stylishly sustainable really means being eco-conscious, like having that eco-conscious mind and buying things with a purpose. Um, And of course, stylish things, like I said, sustainable is not boring, but really having a plan for, you know, if you're buying certain things for certain, you know, whatever you need, you're kind of thinking it through and you're buying from brands that actually are doing their part in being sustainable. And you truly believe in that brand. Cause really you can get that shirt from anywhere, but if it's a specific story that you lean towards specific brand that you lean towards and mean something to you, you'll kind of just love wearing it. You're going to feel good wearing it. And you're just going to make it look awesome. Right. So mm-hmm. that's really what it means to me. And just being, when I say you're thinking through what you're buying, you're buying pieces that will last you for a while. You're not just going to say, okay, well, this is per trend. And then I'm going to chuck it and throw it or whatever, donate it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those, you know, thinking it through and buying pieces you love with an intention behind it. I think that that's, that's what it means to me. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And for me, I mean, it's definitely what you, what Monty said, all of that. And then um, it has to, the style for me has to be evergreen, which kind of goes to Mm -hmm. um, staying away from trends too much. So if you're really trying to be sustainably stylish, you don't want to go towards trend. You want to find your own style and then find the pieces that you can wear over and over again. And we all have those pieces in our closet, no matter how much you shop, there are some pieces you will always go back to because you're like, that always works. So I think when you can buy every purchase is, has to be one of that kind of a purchase. That's when you're truly being sustainable. Um, And one other thing is even if you can't find a brand that's doing all these great things or giving back to the community, um, you know, maybe uh, principles or, uh, um, values that you care about um, at least look for look for the brands that are not having a negative impact on the environment I think even if you can start there um, that's a good that's that's a much better place than like well they're not they're dumping all this waste in the ocean so maybe not go there right maybe it's (laughs) yeah maybe they're buying a five dollar shirt from someone who has all these other side effects bad effects um, doesn't really matter if you choose a sustainable line from their collection. So just being, you know, look for the brands that are as clean as possible, not yeah. the best, like you said, not the winners, not the gold medalists, but just trying to do the right thing. And, and, and you know what? And I think one of the things that I've learned from you ladies right now that I would like to also encourage people is when you do find that brand, stay connected with them, mm-hmm. let them know. Mm-hmm. Let them know how yeah. they can it's do better. You know, it makes them yeah. feel like they're going in the right direction. Yes. Um, they're doing something that people care about. So, so yeah, absolutely. I love yeah. it. You know, yeah. I love my bag. I love what I'm doing with it. And, you know, yeah. oh, I have an idea if you do. And if you don't just continue and gift it, you know, be able to, to gift these products to people. Right. A lot of the times we think, what do, you know, what do I give somebody, mm-hmm. you know? And these are things that 
a lot of the times no one else is going to be gifting them. Yeah, you don't, you don't. And that's the one thing actually that's unique with shore bags, bags, because they're, they're kind of the thoughtless purchases, right? They're things that nobody's going to be like, I need a tote bag. You're not going to yeah, have that right. moment, right? You have to make that decision. Like I keep using this crappy raggedy petroleum based bag. It's time for, <laughs> or maybe my sister keeps using it. I need to get her something better for this Christmas. So it's one of those things that yeah. you make that decision for someone special to you and they will always use use it and they'll always and you know they'll think about you so uh yeah that's a good place to, to wrap start, right a good place to start <laughs> supporting a good place to really start being um sustainable and and following you guys tell them where they can follow you guys <clears throat> oh yeah so we're all over social media so we've got instagram at shore bags um that's our instagram account and we facebook same and on our website we love direct purchases because you know that's that's awesome so shorebags.com you can find us there and you'll probably see us in your local stores when you walk down the street hopefully because we are getting there people love our stuff um so yeah either the first place to stop would be the website and then follow us on instagram and social media awesome well ladies thank you so much this has been Thank Such you. a wonderful, um, but I got to know you guys a little bit more. I already yeah. loved you. I think I love you a lot more now. So <laughs> this is thank really, you. really great. I want to thank you and please follow them on Instagram at Shorebags and Facebook and everywhere else and go get yourself a bag for yourself, for your friends, the great gift for everyone. So thank you everyone. And uh, I'll see you here next time. Bye. Thank you. All right. Thank you. I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation with Neeti and Mansi of Shorebags as much as I did. Please follow them on Instagram at Shorebags and make sure to log on to shorebags.com because they were so kind that they actually extended a promo code for us and it's MD Mode 15. So for all of you listeners of the Stylishly Sustainable podcast, use promo code MD Mode 15 and get 15% off your next purchase. I am so excited about that because I know I'm going to log on because there's a few things that I want and I want a gift. And of course, follow me on Instagram at Monica Diaz mode and see how I've actually styled these products. And of course, all the other brands that I am going to be introducing to you here at the Stylishly Sustainable podcast. Until next time, stay safe and stay stylishly sustainable. <laughs>